Welcome to Eating Too Much with Jeff and Mandy. What are we doing here? I don't know. We're two lonely mouth former chefs who love and sometimes struggle with food. But mostly love. Yay. Yay. Okay. Did you see the thing countdown? I wasn't on the page. Oh, that's what happened. Okay. Okay. And then clicked over to the page, saw it go two, one, and start, and then was like, bah, what do I say? What do I say? Forget. You. Even though I I say the same thing. I want you to talk about Disneyland because you just went to Disneyland. I just went to Disneyland. And I mean, okay, so there's like, you know, like normal people with kids and whatever that go to Disneyland once a year or once every five years or whatever. Take a a special family. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then there's like grown ass people like me and my wife that love Disneyland and used to be um, annual pass holders. And um, that way you're not, I mean, I'm also so like just trying to get squeeze every minute out of those dollars, you know? So it's like, get there when they open, stay till they close. It's like exhausting and high pressure and, you know, all the things. But with an annual pass, we would literally go and like people watch or have a turkey leg or go on a couple rides and then watch some fireworks go home, you know, like not a big deal. We're also like, like we have a bunch of Disney shirts. We only wear to Disneyland. We're not those people that I, I don't know why I judge these people that, you know, dress up as characters and go or like, everything in their house is Disney. Tam has a cousin that literally everything in their house is Disney. Like, yeah, it's a lot. Ian's. So Ian's been obsessed with Disney and it started either this week or last week. So it was really funny that you went when you went because literally like all of our homeschool, basically, except for math has been about Disney. He's planning routes. He's downloading maps, you know, and, and we've been watching lots of like YouTube videos. We watched a YouTube video about the Disney cruise. And it was definitely these people that were like, like she was on the verge of tears the whole time. She was so like, that's how much she loved Disney and everything. Like a grown person. Like a grown, like a mother with, with a child. And I don't quite understand it. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't know if it's something... I mean, there's parts that I love about it that are like, oh, my God, I have a picture of my grandma holding me on a small world with there's this one blimpy character that's still there. And I'm like, that's one of the oldest pictures that I own of of myself. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. But it's also like I, I don't need, you know, goofy hand towels and. To me, it's, it's, the same, and... it's the same people that have like their their houses decorated for Christmas all year. It's like a it's a it's a way to sort of not quite be in reality. Yeah, there's got to be. Like an ex, it's an acceptable form of like being in fantasy. I think. I guess. Which I don't judge, and and it's funny because I totally judge it. I'm not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I mean, get it. I guess it's better than doing heroin. You know, you're just yeah. like in, a, in a Disney bubble. You know, and I'm not saying I don't get it. Like, I don't I don't get why they do it. I don't get why I judge it because it it's oh, just yeah. it's just a subject matter that they've embraced in every way. 
you know right. it's like it's like some people go to the, like every comic-con in america and exactly that's just and every dress up and travel and spend all of their extra money on like that so and i'm just like ah, i don't yeah. get it are those people would you call them like hobbyists are those people that just it's like some people you know do like it, miniatures and that's what they i mean do they're all weekend long as they make they put together miniature shit and they make like little which i i think probably part of why i judge it is because i'm like i feel um like i should I should have a hobby other than watching eating TV and eating. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like parts of me think like certain things are kind of cult like, but without a leader who has a very specific um, agenda, is mm-hmm. it still a cult? I right. don't know. I don't know either. Like there's things that they know about Disney that, you know, we don't know. Yeah. And or Comic-Con and or, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. As Cheryl Crow said. If it makes you Okay, I won't say. (laughs) So Disneyland was very weird. It's only 25% occupancy right now. And it's kind of amazing. amazing. I also, like to your point, wouldn't want it to be someone's first experience of Disneyland because there's no parades, there's no bands. Like normally right. every corner you turn, there's like a live band or like a, a quartet or like, you know, whatever. Like, are they doing entertainment. shows? Are no, doing nothing. So, yeah, so no nothing that shows. nothing that would not even fireworks, nothing yeah. that would encourage a crowd to gather. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of weird. You keep your mask on the whole time. There's literally like pieces of curb labeled designated dining area and like benches and like along the walls, like by the Magic Castle. It's like there's parts of it that are, um, you know, it says designated dining area. And then the next section says um, not available for dining, you know, but. Did you it's see like, anyone like wearing their mask like a chin strap and getting like busted by a. One person. By a cast member? Okay. It was one person eating a churro. Okay. And, and like walking. They were walking around with it. And walking. Yeah. That's and you can't do that. Not legal. Not legal. Okay. But you could pretty much step aside to wherever and be still and eat yeah. or drink or whatever. It's like intuitive eating. They're like, when you're eating, just be eating. Yeah. Like you didn't have to be at a table or a bench or a marked designated dining area. Like there was plenty of times where we just kind of tucked ourselves to a corner and just like ate or like ate, shared a churro or whatever. And like, as long as you're kind of socially distanced, nobody says anything. We did see um, people get called out for having their mask down, Mm -hmm. um, like in line. Good. And it was like, it was always by cast members and they call them Good. face coverings and they're like face covering, sir, or, you know, whatever. Nice. Um, it seemed crowded when you were walking around certain places, but that's only because there were lines snaking around where there normally aren't lines Yeah, because they have, first of all, they're, you know, socially distancing the lines. So theoretically there's several feet between you and the next person. Mm-hmm. But then the second you get, 
to where you're going into a building where there would normally be the other half of the line that you can't see. Mm-hmm. It's like they were keeping it empty. So like the second you walked into, say, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, you're literally walking straight to with the boarding area. Nice. And so that part, it's like they were having all the waiting be outside, which is like obviously a, an effort and designed that way. But where you did have to wait, like we had to wait for one group to board. And then they were obviously communicating with each other because they wouldn't send the next people. Yeah. Um, but where they couldn't make the the lanes really wide, like where it was just next to each other because that's where it was built in. And that's how, you know, like Fantasyland stuff, how it's like really narrow at some parts and like a wheelchair wouldn't be able to get through kind of thing. Well, they had them with the plexi walls. So they put in like at Pirates, it was like on the old wood railings or whatever. They like installed plexiglass. Okay. Above the railing and in the middle part of the railing, I think probably for like the kid kidlets. Sure, sure, sure. So, um, um and on top that? of that, I just heard a dog shaking ears. I, I know. I have them both in here because the boys are getting haircuts. And if I didn't have them in the room, and Peanut just walked right across my computer, but everything's fine. Um, <laughs> if I didn't have them in the room, then I would have come out and at least one of Ian's stuffed animals would have been in the middle of the living room rug. Like if they're left alone out there and that one of us, they know one of us is home behind a closed door, they bring out, they drag out the stuffies in Ian's room and they put them in the middle of the rug. And then they also pull out at least a couple shoes and they put them in the middle of the rug. They're so weird. That's their protest. I want to ask them what they're thinking. (laughs) I know. I, I actually, when you were talking, I put the microphone up to Peanut's mouth because I'm weird. Like I thought he would just magically start talking. What are your thoughts, Peanut? But he, but he didn't. He is looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I was going to ask, well, what was the food like? Oh. What was your favorite thing that you ate? Um, Hands down turkey leg because it's been over a year. I watched a YouTuber who said it was dry, but that was like. From okay, so there's a, there's a, I've gotten the dry ones before. There's a trick. Okay. And I don't know that it applies anymore because the ones that you get at like the poultry palace or at like there's certain spots where they clearly make them. Okay. Those aren't in the wax paper and foil bag. Okay. Those are in a, um, what's it called? Like that thing that's like a box that keeps everything hot, but it's racks of food. Yeah. Yeah. So that getting them there i've gotten a dry one before and been so sad okay but now even there they're all individually wrapped and bagged okay okay and it was amazing okay yeah because i had one of those at um a spartan race and it was delicious and that's how that was presented too it was like wrapped in foil and yeah i think when they sit on the thing because it's like you know, blazing hot. Yeah. I think it's just losing moisture. Out. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if that's just like forever now or just because of COVID, but, um, but if you get them like at, there used to be just carts, like there was one at Main Street, there was one at um, Frontierland, like those ones are always bagged and wrapped because they don't make them there. And those would be super moist and stuff, but the food situation's weird. It's like you have to pre-order and designate like, designate a half hour 
pickup window. It's like Costco. And why are they doing that? To prevent lines. I think to prevent lines and also just to kind of keep things, uh, what's it called? You know, like spread out, like for the people making the food and stuff. Right. Um, but Staggered? Staggered, thank you. So even like our soft serve cones that we would get at the adorable snowman. Yeah. It you like had to order it before. So we literally ordered it, but then you go there and you get in line still, but the people in the line have already ordered and they all have that same order. pickup window. Okay. And when you walk up to and it the line moves super fast because they literally ask you for your order number and then don't even ask you what it is. They just ask you for your order number and then get, hand you your stuff. So I wonder if and then you just pay through the app too yeah you pay when you order okay. it you can cancel stuff and stuff is not charged until they've hit that you pick oh it up. that's nice i wonder if like so let's say you wanted to get one at two o'clock and then already like 100 people had done that would it say on the app like this isn't available until 2 30 yes because okay. i wanted a dole whip and at like 12 o'clock when we walked by and were realized how the system worked because we didn't know Right. The next available pickup time for Dole know? Whip. <laughs> right. Why would you? The next available pickup time for Dole Whip was 530. Well, you know, that's intense. I but know. You know what? This is a good lesson for us ugly Americans. Sometimes you got to fucking wait. Sometimes just, you just got to wait. You're not going to starve. You'll be just fine. Um, There were still carts. Way fewer. But yeah. the only... The, Mostly it was popcorn and churros yeah. that were at the carts. Um, there were a couple places where you could wait in line and get like a turkey leg, chimichanga, or corn on the cob. But those places are usually like the more permanent things, not the things that get wheeled around. Yeah. And then like the ice cream bars, there's still like the things like just selling drinks or. Do um, they still have, um, do they have sugar plum churros? Um, I had a galactic churro. Okay. And that was over in maybe they had sugar plum churros because it was around the holiday time. Ian saw that on a on a YouTube. Oh, uh, well, like, usually when it's a, I was like I have no idea if that's going to be there when it's your birthday. I feel like when they do seasonal flavors for things, like at the soft serve, it was chocolate, vanilla, and lemon. Right now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and at at Halloween, which like, is kind of near like pumpkin. when Pride is, it's it's orange, orange which is my oh, favorite Ooh, that sounds so good yeah and it's like an orange creamsicle but yes. in soft serve form yeah ian's never had an orange creamsicle he's like what does it taste like i was like oh this is so cute i love this conversation that we're having oh speaking of never haves i had never been to the star wars land and it's like tam was like she knows nothing about Star Wars. So I was pointing at things like with my mouth open, just like, oh, my God, look at that. Look yeah. at that. Like, this is so cool. Like kind of geeking out. Uh -huh. And she's like, you know, this happens once in a lifetime that you walk into a new land in Disneyland yep. that you've never been to. And I was yep. like, oh, my God. And it hasn't happened since I was like three years old. <laughs> That's how I felt the first time I went to the Harry Potter world. I was like, this is truly <gasps> Me truly magical and, just and magic. it's never gonna be the first time again but i will say about places like harry potter world and disneyland they make such an effort at detail that you I notice agree. shit that you didn't ever notice before yep 
And there's like all those hidden Mickeys and hidden, you know, little, what do they call them when they hide Easter eggs? Easter eggs all over the place. Yep. So I'm into that. Yep. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. And I had a great excited time. For, excited for us to go. Ian's literally more excited about going to Disneyland for his birthday, which does not happen until January. It's not even June. And we're going, we're flying across <laughs> the country to a place he's never been next week. And he's like, whatever. When's Disneyland? Countdown to Disney. Yeah. Well, I hope he's, um, he maintains a level of excitement. I hope he's not super excited this whole time because that's a long time to have to wait. I know, but it's also, he's kind of like me where he really likes to have something to look forward to. So it's well, also like literally like some fuel to get through this hot ass summer that we're about to experience here in the desert that I'm not excited about, especially because our next door neighbors are moving and there's going to be like no children to play with basically. Do you know who's going in there? Yeah. They... It's, yeah. It's just a single lady. She's really nice. Um, but yeah, just a single lady and her dog. Oh. Yeah. So no kids. Well, maybe Rocky and Peanut will have a new friend. I'm trying to. Our local um, animal shelter is they um, need volunteers to be kitten fosters for like bottle feeding. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking we should try that. I don't even know if we'll get selected because we have two dogs. Um, and it's insane work. I like, know. My friend did it and she was like literally for like two weeks she was up every two hours. She's like, it's like a baby. Yeah. It's insane. But also huge learning experience. I just yeah, I want to try it once and see see how much Ian sort of is willing to take on too. Cause he's a really bad sleeper anyways. So I, I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, this might actually work for him. He obviously couldn't have the dogs in his room with him, but if like, right. it was like, Okay, you're in charge and we're setting your alarm and I don't know. It could be a disaster, but well, we're going to try it once and see how it goes. So it you applied like, already? Give us something to do. No, I just, I get their newsletter. And so I just inquired. I just sent an email. I haven't heard anything back yet. They're oh, all volunteer run, like everything, except for like right. the vets basically. So sometimes hearing back isn't, isn't um, the fastest thing in the world. But that's also awesome because you know that they have the need. Yeah. Yeah. And just literally that gives us something to do yeah other than just not go outside because it's too hot oh yeah it was really hot at disneyland yeah and we forgot our like little fan spray bottle thing that we bought in italy a couple years ago and we forgot our cool towels Uh oh. yeah so we were just hot but i mean it wasn't like it was like bad for like maybe two hours right you know? it was like in the upper 80s so it was fine that's good but all the lines are outside, so you're outside, you know. But they're pretty good about setting up shade where there's no trees. and Okay. Um, so you're in and out of the sun. Yeah. But also, like, we put on sunscreen, and then I was like, I have a mask, and then sunglasses, and then my baseball cap, and my Mickey ears. So yeah. really, like, where is my exposed face? Right. <laughs> like, Maybe a tiny bit of, like, the back of your neck or something. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't get burned at all. So that's great. Good. Oh, you know what the other great thing was? What? Um, like on shared boats and stuff like that, like on Pirates or Small uh -huh, World, uh -huh. literally it was like two parties per boat. Nice. So like for when we went on, it was like 
us in the very back row and a family in the very front row and then it was four of them so two in the first row two in the second and then there were like two rows between us yeah I could totally see if it wasn't your first time to be like hell yeah I'm going to Disneyland right now because it kind of feels in a lot of ways like sort of a more VIP experience because it's just less people yeah but it was also like there were a lot of things closed like Jungle Cruise was closed um no, I can't think of what else was closed. Matterhorn was closed. Okay. Um, the rockets weren't going. I wonder if they're just like, they're also trying to just be cost effective because they're like, we only I mean, probably. Hire. And it was also like our, our friends that went last week, friends of friends, said that four times when they were in rides, stuff broke down. Oh, interesting. Or in line for rides. And it's like, yeah, because Disneyland's never been closed for a year. Right right so that makes sense but we only actually we didn't experience anything except for when we were on pirates um we were in front of those guys in jail with the trying to get the dog with the keys uh-huh, uh-huh. we were in front of them for like four audio cycles of the same that's so thing. funny and um but then like you know they fixed it they whatever and they moved on but aside from that, we didn't experience any like technical issues. I heard that they're also trying to refurbish some things, but you would think that they would have been doing that the whole time. Yeah, that seemed like that would have been a really good time to do that. Like, oh, and then I saw this thing where the um, our neighbor sent me. He's like, it says the Matterhorn's crumbling. Oh, so I got to look into that. That's but, dangerous. Yeah. Um, people used to be allowed to to climb it, like mountain climbers. Oh, okay. Like you had to have a permit, and it was like a special event and whatever. Can but you like hear decades Rocky ago, snoring? I heard a little grumble. I wasn't sure if that was a puppy snore or another ghost fart. <laughs> I kind of want to put the mic up to his nose. Now he's not doing it because he heard his name. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. I'm gonna take a picture. Why are they so cute? Oh, okay. Should we talk about Top Chef? Let's do it. Episode okay. four. Episode four started with Campbell's soup. Yeah, the quick fire challenge. So they had to create a dish evoking a food memory, but elevated. Yep. I was like, well, anybody can make something delicious with any of the condensed soups, but yeah, this is definitely elevated. Not the challenge I've ever seen. I think the elevated part was well, yeah. My idea was to make like um, to take tomato soup and then make some type of a like a French toast, like a bread, like have the tomato soup, like make like an egg wash with the tomato soup and then sort of make like maybe like a some kind of a grilled cheese situation, but then cook it like like a French toast. Oh, like battered? Yeah. Oh. I don't know how elevated it would be, though. I mean, Chris's, that was so brilliant to do the, like, the panzanella salad. It, and it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. He cut his little grilled cheese, basically, into, like, bite-sized cubes. Uh-huh. And then he had the nice, like, I don't know if it was fresh tomato or roasted tomato. And then he did the tomato soup vinaigrette, which is mm-hmm. such a good idea. And at first I had typed, grilled cheese and tomato soup. How is that elevated? And then... Yeah. As I watched, I was like, wow, he really elevated. Yeah, he did it. 
Um, I felt so bad for Shota's Chawanmushi. That's it's hard to do well not under pressure. Yeah. And then if you're adding something like a condensed soup that you wouldn't normally add, I feel like it would put you in the situation where he was, which was it was very loose. Yeah. It, it, is that what happened? Do you think it was the ingredients or was it a heating issue? Like he couldn't get his. I think it was both. Steamers. Okay. I mean, if because he was having problems with the steamers, I think if he had the time, it would have worked out. Yeah. Um, but obviously with the 30 minutes, he doesn't have time, but also when you're adding something like soup to eggs, it doesn't help the eggs bind. That's true. (laughs) It does the opposite. Yeah. Um, I love Shoda, by the way, there's, there's several people on this cast that I'm like very, very fond of. I'm very fond of Shoda. Very fond of Gabe. Very fond of Avishar. Very fond of Sarah. Um, more and more fond of Dawn. More and more fond of Dawn. I'm more and more fond of Jamie. Oh, me too. They are, they're laying off her sound effects a little bit. I know. Bit. I said mean, mean things about, and I feel really bad because, yeah, I really like her. And I she really can like fucking her. cook. They can all cook. Can Sarah's all. Spetzel. Oh, my God. I wanted to eat that with the smoked mushroom. Yes. yes. Holy cow. And then the other one that I wanted to eat so bad was Dawn's chicken and rice Mm -hmm. fritter. And then she did that little piece of crispy chicken skin. Brill. I love chicken skin so much. Only when it's so crispy. Yeah, I know. It's like I make sheet pan chicken all the time, but it really only tastes like I only eat it the first and I'm not like a leftover snob, but with that kind of thing, I only eat it the day that I make it and then I like reheat so I'll, I'll make like six or eight chicken thighs at a time and Evan doesn't care so I'll just like you know and I usually either reheat in the oven or I'll like try to fry the skin but it's never the same you know I'll try it's to like never pan the fry same. it and heat it up and it's but it's never the same so I only I personally only eat it the day that it's made because it's just so perfect yeah usually with stuff like that I'll eat the leftovers but not the skin right yeah exactly which sometimes it's the best part. I know. The first well, day sometimes is I the just best take part. the skin off. Like I'll use the chicken for whatever. I'll put it in a salad, but I'll just peel the skin off and I'll just fry it in a pan until it's crispy. Oh. And then I just crumble it up and I put that over the salad. That sounds amazing. Like croutons. Like meat croutons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. So Low Chris carb. won with his panzanella. Yeah, he did. Which I, they were like, is this the same Chris? Because <laughs> he was in the bottom the week before. Did you hear Rocky but, snore? <laughs> yeah. That was great. Oh, that was Rocky's 15 seconds of fame. Um, yes. So Chris won. And then elimination challenge is a fruit challenge. He's still snoring. I know. He's just. He can't breathe. Well, when your face is shoved up into itself like that. I know. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're going to this gorgeous orchard. Uh-huh. It looks idyllic. And, yeah, they're picking their own fruit. They don't... I'm trying to think what they knew ahead of time. They knew they were going somewhere. They knew they were going to... Did they even know it was a fruit challenge? I forget. 
I think they I told them it. it was a fruit challenge, but they didn't yeah. tell them the other part, which is no. no vegetables. Yeah. So no access to no vegetables, including. So that means no onion, no garlic, no aromatics. The aromatics. Yeah. I mean, they had herbs. Right. But, they had herbs, but not so like helps. garlic, onion. And they were supposed to make like a savory thing just mm-hmm. highlighting the fruit. And I feel like it's really hard to highlight things without having the full support of a pantry. Agreed. Agreed. And the outdoor kitchen. I think the outdoor yeah. kitchen is what Kiki that would definitely succumb to. Yeah. I don't think that would have been a problem if she wouldn't, if her fryer would have been working properly, that wouldn't have been an issue. And I mean, my only experience with that where it's like frustrating because you're used to something being a certain way is like when I was food styling. Yes. And you're like out somewhere and it's like windy or something like that. Like the shit just doesn't get that hot. There is a fire. Your pan is on it and it just will not stay hot. Well, even as like in my chefing days, just being in someone else's kitchen. So even like Mm, I'm inside mm -hmm. and everything and I don't have a time constraint, it still is very hard to make a consistent product because everyone's oven is different. Everyone's pans are different. Everyone's stovetop is different. So, and it just takes time to learn it. So it's really hard to, to make things go your way. It's like it might, but it also might not. And it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you, like your, your skill. Right. Right. Yeah. Like Kiki with the raw chicken. Exactly. I felt really bad. It actually looked like an amazing dish if the chicken was cooked. It did. Um, It did. And the other one that really impressed me was Byron's pasta. Yes. Making pasta outside. It looked beautiful. It was like flopping in the wind. He like couldn't get it into the... (laughs) But yeah, they said he executed it perfectly. You could like see through it. It was like... Mm -hmm. It looked perfect and he didn't overcook it and it w- highlighted the fruit and yep. then poor avishar <laughs> goes for the rice again and just fails again fails again i don't know yeah i don't know either i think that's another one where time and being outside made it not happen I think there's just definitely several cases in this season of chefs who I'm sure are like wonderful and awesome and just as talented as anyone else in the competition who just don't think well on their feet. Yeah. And I think he's one of those. I think he like thinks of something and then he just goes for it and he doesn't really think it through or he doesn't have like a plan B. And if it Mm -hmm. starts going wrong, he's like, I'm already in it. I'm just going to keep going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but Gabe with his smoked plum, so, holy shit. Like what? That's something I would never ever think to do. It's truly genius. Yeah, they made the protein was in the sauce. Made like a you know, I don't know what else you would call it. Like a gravy. licked the plate like a dog but i've got to admit i've done that before you're very far away sounding again am i back yeah okay i don't know hopefully it won't show up on the recording maybe it's oh no hello oh no 
now you're gone. Hello. Now you're back. Oh, oh it's something's yeah. happening. I know. I'm hearing I'm hearing cutting in and out now. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. All right. I'm gonna try not to move. Sorry, people. Sorry, everyone. I blame technical Evan. difficulties. He's been using these headphones for his Ugh, work. Evan. I know. How dare he work? So I might not ha- I might have to get my own headphones. Mm. Anyways, I was gonna say Gabe, and then Gabe like slow smoked these plums, and they looked so delicious. They looked gorgeous. I don't know how he did that for so long, and they didn't fall apart. And like, how would you know what temp? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, he's like one seventy five. He just knew one seventy five was gonna be like this perfect where it's like because they looked very soft. They didn't look like they were gonna be like hard, but they were like perfectly intact. They, they were perfectly apart. intact, but fully cooked. Yes. I don't get it. So Jeez. he won with those smoked plums and gravy. Yep. And Kiki's gone. And Kiki's gone. Yes. Um, yeah. And I definitely think it was a case of had she not been in an outdoor kitchen, she would have been fine. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, she had a little tabletop fryer and was going with frying the chicken and she did it in batches. And I don't know, ran out of time. She didn't run out of time because she timed it purposefully. Well, what was interesting is they they showed when Tom came up to her and said, are you going to use the grill for the wings? And she said no. And he was like looking at her askance. Mm-hmm. So it's like, did he know? Did he think these fryers aren't going to stay to temp out here because it's cold? And because they're little. And like compared little? to a deep fryer in a kitchen. So maybe he knew that. But obviously he's not going to say something. Or thought it. Yeah. Or it like concerned him. So note to self, if we're ever on Top Chef, if Tom gives you a note, do it. Just take it like it's the advice he can't blatantly say. You got to pivot and say, pivot. we're grilling the wings. We're grilling pivot. the wings. She grilled the peaches. I mean, the dish looked amazing. It did. Another one where I would have heavily eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably would have eaten it raw and got it. <laughs> I'm like, it was worth it. Salmonella be damned. It's delicious. <laughs> um, So this was the last chance kitchen that I did see, but I won't say anything since you haven't watched it. You can say it. I might. No, I? I think I No, I think I did see it. Did you? I, okay. No, I did because I'm way ahead of you. I've been bad. I've been watching it. So I'm oh like, yeah, I'm I only up. watch them as we're talking about. So them. I definitely saw this one. So yeah, it's Kiki versus Sasha, Sasha, who's been killing it in Last she Chance has Kitchen. Been killing it, yeah, it's been fun to watch her. And Kiki won, which I'm very happy for. I love how they incorporate some element of the show, like this challenge in Last Chance Kitchen was a raw challenge because yes. her chicken was, was raw. raw. <laughs> Yeah, that made me chuckle. But yeah, so Kiki's in it. She earned her chef coat back and Sasha's gone forever. Yay. Not yay for Sasha, but I was happy. But yay for Kiki. I yeah, was I was Kiki. like, that's brutal. No, no, I just, I felt like she felt so demoralized. So I was really rooting for her. Yeah. Win. Yeah. I mean, serving, I mean, I don't know. Did, did Gail say it was like so rare that everybody's chicken would have been completely undercooked like usually if there's a situation like that it's like one person because their piece was bigger or something like that yeah i think they said everyone's was raw 
So sad. And she's like, I've never served raw chicken in my entire life. Yeah. Which is so sad. Anyway, so that was episode four. I'm super into it. I'm glad we're watching. It's a really good season. It really is. And maybe like minus all the drama is like what I was looking for. Because I used to watch and then I got like, I kind of fell off the Top Chef wagon. Mm -hmm. But then you were like, you got to watch this season. Mm -hmm. Here we are. They also started doing like in the interim between like sort of like post Top Chef and like before I think doing a lot of masters top chef that really helped too, because something about them coming back, it just was less about like a pissing contest and more. Mm -hmm. I think they just, they all just had such an organic respect for each other because they Mm -hmm. all knew like you're a baller. Like they all had so much going on that it was like, I'm not going to like, and they've all been there before and they've all been there before and they've mm -hmm. all watched themselves before too. And gotten yeah. whatever feedback they've gotten so i think doing a lot of top chef masters to helped them see and maybe also the production see like oh we don't we don't need that like it's right. enough like the cooking competition mm, aspect is, is more enough. than enough yeah totally totally agreed agreed so scrummy versus crummy didn't we already <laughs> do this one did we i feel like we did I could we have were... sworn we talked about asparagus pee. Did we? Oh, no. I and don't I, know. I had a bunch of other ones, but now I can't remember what they are. I'm like, do another one. Darn it. I feel like we should do another one. Let me think. Okay, let's both think for a second. What did we do? Le- oh, we did edamame last time. Oh, okay. So maybe we didn't do asparagus. But did we do it before? I don't know, but I feel like I just, I know I've had this conversation with someone recently. I have this conversation with people all the time. Okay. Especially right now because I'm cooking with a lot of asparagus because it's so good. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just keep it short. We both love it. We both Um, love asparagus. And contrary to popular belief, it's not that not everyone has the asparagus pea smell. It's that not everyone can detect it. Right. I detect it. It doesn't bother me. I actually enjoy the variation. I'm like, oh, nice. I ate we've totally healthy, talked healthy. about this. I know. I think totally we've talked did, about yeah. this. Yeah. Because I don't think Ian can smell it. Because either Ian or, or Evan, because they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like. So oh, they, you can't miss it. Yeah, so, so they don't have yeah. the thing. Definitely. All right, cool. Well, right. I don't, I can't think of another one. I know. Me either. How about our our muffins just um, frostingless cupcakes? Absolutely, they are that are accepted as a breakfast item. Yes, yes, <laughs> muffins are cake. Dumb They're asses. scrummy. They're scrummy. They're definitely as fuck. scrummy. <laughs> but you're eating cake. You're eating cake. Accept it. It's not a health food. Someone was trying to tell me that it was like a healthy breakfast. And I was well, like, I mean, you can make a healthy muffin. I mean, this actually segues beautifully into the making challenge. So it's really just about ingredients. You know, so that's you true. Can, you can sub out, you know, wheat flour for almond flour. You know, you can make a grain free muffin. You can make a gluten free muffin. You can make a sugar. I just muffin. did these. Um, I just did these high protein gluten free muffins that freeze beautifully and they use rice flour and almond flour nice 
and they have like mini chocolate chips in them and vanilla and are sweetened with maple or honey, mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm, you pick. Mm -hmm. Um, and they do have eggs, so it's not vegan. All right, hang on. I'm just I gotta let them out because the boys are home. Okay. Pause, please. I'm being hold music. Hold music. Okay, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> you could have just kept talking about muffins. Oh, I I did some uh, custom music. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you're welcome. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so yeah, great segue into the making challenge. Yes. So um, I'm going to post on Instagram these healthier brownies that I made for Ian. And again, it's just like you're just subbing. You know, there's instead of granulated white sugar, it's coconut sugar. And um, and I did like Is that a peanut different? butter. Yeah, it's just that? it's it's um well, it's just not as refined. We have talked about this. We've talked about even like how our bodies, like my body, I can tell the difference when something's made with white sugar mm, versus gotcha. like coconut sugar. It just doesn't seem to metabolize the same way. Like I don't get that same high and then crash. I wonder if it doesn't like spike your glycemic index. Yeah, what is I think it? that might be part of the lore. And the thing is, too, it's like it's the exact same calories. So you're not making a low calorie thing. It's just right, it's right. less refined. It's less processed. And so theoretically healthier. Tastes good. So and tastes good. It's a more it's more of like a mellow sweetness. And then what else? There's no dairy. I made them using earth balance. Um, but you could do like coconut oil or if you don't care about dairy and you want to do like some kind of an organic grass fed butter, um, eggs, but you could do a flax egg and make it vegan. And then it's like a peanut butter swirl. Oh, and then just cocoa powder to obviously make it chocolatey. And then I did a peanut butter swirl, which was just peanut butter, just unsweetened peanut butter mixed with a little bit of maple syrup, a little bit of vanilla and a pinch of salt. And I just swirled that through and it's just a nice quote-unquote treat for Ian to have where I don't feel like he's eating. I feel like I'd be all over this like finished with some sea salt flakes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that sounds amazing so a lot of times on a Sunday I'll just bake a pan of these or something akin to this and then it's just um what he can have for his like treat once a day or whatever and then he doesn't feel deprived and I don't feel bad that he's eating crappy Something. candy or something yeah twix bar yeah um i'm into it yeah. i look forward to the post i may try to make that okay i may actually you have a last morsel yes i do it is an instagram account and i just need to look it up one moment please just a moment just a moment following latest followed oh don't tell me i didn't follow it or i didn't i probably didn't follow it on my on my account hang on now i'm looking at our account so sorry you guys okay it is called cookie counter reviews 
Oh. And um yeah, and it's a it's a woman. I think she's she's a she's actually a dental hygienist. Uh, <laughs> and I love it because she's got like 4,000 followers. So it's not one of these food accounts. that has got like a hundred thousand followers, but it's a really high quality. Like her photographs are really good. They're really consistent. It looks like she takes pictures outside in front of her, like a green bush that I'm picturing is like in her backyard, but it's really, okay. it's, it's, um, a lot of times review food review accounts, um, leave a lot to be desired for me. Like either they'll be like, we're food reviews. And like, literally all it'll say is like, I got this thing and this is where it's available, but they don't talk about it. They don't talk about whether or not they liked it. They don't talk about right, like, right. what it tasted like or what it reminded them of. Um, or they're just so obviously um, ads because they're getting paid, mm-hmm. you know, or they got free shit. And so they're like afraid to say that they don't like something. Yeah. So I feel like she threads the needle really well where she's like, po- she's positive and she's kind, but she's honest. And so if you're like me and you look at all these different like cookie companies that you're never going to spend $75 to get like, you know, one box shipped to you. Or maybe you are, but you want to like get the best one. You can totally like look at her account and see which one you think would actually be worth it. Cause she has really nice in-depth reviews of like all the different like bar companies and cookie companies and cake companies that are, a lot of them are shipping by a gold belly now. And it's another, another pro of the, uh, of the pandemic is it seems like so many food places have figured out how to do shipping really well. Yeah, yeah, and effectively and not charge a shit ton. Exactly. Um, I'm just looking for it. Cookie counter reviews. I yeah. see that we're following it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, when I opened our page, the first thing that came up was CBT soft serves post. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> Arguing with an idiot is like playing chess with a pigeon. No matter how good you are, the bird is going to shit on the board and strut around like you it know, won anyway. True story. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that makes me chuckle. Now I want to yeah. go get soft serve. Uh-oh. But I'm not driving to the valley. It will be an unfulfilled desire for today. Anyways, I think that's it, right? That is it. And um, yeah, that's it. So Thank you for listening. We love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All three listeners, maybe four now. (laughs) And until we talk talk to you again, just keep eating. Too much. Bye-bye.